What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Wednesday, March 10th. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, where we have now completed all our self-improvement projects for quarantine and can finally say we're perfect. Yeah, I'm now a quadrilingual, ambidextrous, multi-instrumentalist, so, you know, get at me. (laughs) I can do one more rep of bicep curls, but for left arm only. On today's show, we are going to dig further into the COVID relief bill, then some headlines. But first, the latest. I rise in solidarity with the 50... 800 mostly black workers in Alabama who are currently fighting one of the most predatory corporations in the world, Amazon, to form a union. That was Congresswoman Ilhan Omar talking about the PRO Act yesterday on the House floor. The bill, short for protecting the right to organize, passed in the House yesterday, and President Biden said he would sign it into law if it makes it to his desk. Of course, it would have to make it through the Senate first, which, you know, treacherous, horrible place. But before we get ahead of ourselves, Gideon, let's talk about this bill. It's being called the biggest expansion of labor rights since the New Deal. What do we need to know about it? It's definitely a big deal. It would be majorly consequential for workers and their unionization efforts across the country, especially because most legislation that we see and hear about seeks to erode workers' rights, particularly when it comes to unions. That's just been the history. Uh, The bill actually passed last year in the House, but the new momentum behind it comes from the fact that Democrats have majorities in the House and the Senate, a president who is vocally supportive, and an organized labor movement with even more muscle. So Let's go through some of the things they would broadly do. It would give workers that want to form a union more protections from retribution by employers or union-busting tactics. It would target right-to-work laws, which exists in more than half of our states. It would give the National Labor Relations Board the ability to fine companies for violating employees' rights to unionize and more. And as it stands currently, there are basically no penalties for employers who do retaliate against workers for unionization efforts. There's also a piece that would make it more of a challenge for companies like Uber to classify their workers as independent contractors, a relevant point given Prop 22. Okay, and so the big question is, does the filibuster kill this bill or does this bill kill the filibuster? All right, where Mm. do you see this actually going? I wish I could say. I really do. Um, (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) I I don't think it's going to get 60 votes in the Senate to your point. So it is a filibuster conversation again. Mm -hmm. But this time it might be coming from a different source, which is organized labor. According to Politico, the executive board of the AFL-CIO is holding a meeting set for today about this very question. And so the thinking is... If they come down on the side of filibuster elimination in order to get the PRO Act passed, as well as legislation that raises the minimum wage, that could apply new pressure from a group that has historically wielded some influence on Biden, who, by the way, still seems infuriatingly not open to Senate reforms yet. Uh. One recent example. Uh, Last week, Biden put out a video message in support of the right of workers at Amazon to unionize without intimidation. And according to reports, it was organized labor that worked behind the scenes to help make that happen. 
the president of the union that would represent the Amazon workers, the retail, wholesale, and department store union said it was, quote, the most pro-union statement from a president in U.S. history. So a big compliment there, and we'll see how this all builds out. I mean, totally. I watched that Biden video and I was very shook. I just it's it's something that, you know, you would hope that a president would say. But <laughs> as progressive as presidents we've had, we just haven't seen it. So I do think that that's a, a little bit of a change. But where are things now in the Amazon labor push? Yeah, so the election is set to conclude on March 29th. And according to The New York Times, Biden's message got a positive response from some of the workers in Bessemer. But we still see Amazon continuing to fight the effort aggressively. A recent Washington Post report highlighted that many employees in Bessemer are receiving multiple emails a day to dissuade them from voting for the union. We've talked about the presence of flyers in places like bathrooms, allegations Mm -hmm. that traffic signals have been changed around the facility. And the RWDSU recently said as well that there was a mailbox appearing on company property, which could lead voters to thinking that Amazon has a role in the counting and collecting of their ballots, i.e., the perception is that it was an intimidation tactic. Oh, my God. It's just like, when will they quit? So <laughs> anyway, we've got the potential union at Amazon. We've got the potential pro act. I mean, how do we see these two things fitting together? That was a question I was thinking as well. It's almost fortuitous that this is happening at the same time. So yeah. I actually talked to Faz Shakir yesterday. He is the former campaign manager for Senator Bernie Sanders and the founder of the group called More Perfect Union, which has been working on the Amazon union drive. He told me that if passed, the bill could help the Amazon workers in negotiations if they end up unionizing. One core part of the PRO Act says that if you win your organizing campaign, there should be a first contract. You will be penalized if there is not a first contract because getting you know that there's a lot of companies that will just drag it out, say, oh, yeah, sure, you got a union, but we're never going to strike a collectively bargained agreement with you. There's no penalty if we don't do so. So we'll just drag this thing out for ages and ages. And it is the case that basically half of all successful unions still don't form, you know, a collectively bargained agreement. And this PRO Act would establish and ensure that a first contract would arise. Yeah, so the collective bargaining agreement is just one impact of this bill for what's going on in Bessemer. Shakir was also feeling pretty optimistic about the moment that we're in because there is this connection between the workers and organizers and the administration. See, if you're a worker who's engaging, you're giving uh, President Biden all of the opportunity to engage. He's, of course, inspired the president by the fact that there are workers taking the courageous action of standing up to arguably the most powerful company in America, Amazon, and saying, we're going to do it here in arguably one of the hardest places to do it in Alabama. Uh, You do see mutually reinforcing strength, uh, both from the workers taking courage to do this, standing up to power. Uh, knowing that they are standing up to a very powerful force, and then arguably the most powerful person in America, the president of the United States, saying, I see you, and I got your back. Right. So Shakir is hopeful the support from the top elicits high participation as the Amazon vote goes on, mm-hmm. and that hopefully more Democrats go to Alabama to support the vote, potentially including Sanders and Biden as well. We'll see. So that's a little bit of a look into the future of labor, which is relevant every day in every sector. Just take a look at the BuzzFeed HuffPost story uh, Mm -hmm. that we can delve into at a later time. Uh, But let's Mm -hmm. take a moment to also zoom back in on this sprawling COVID relief bill. So the House is likely to pass the revised version today. And Akilah, there are some interesting things in there that we haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, so even though we aren't getting $2,000 checks, it's only $1,400, there's a ton to be celebrated in the massive package that hasn't even been covered at length, so please indulge me because there's a lot to be excited about. 
I am always indulging. Indulge away. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. So first off, $31.2 billion has been dedicated to helping indigenous people, which is the largest public investment in Native communities ever. And yes, America owes them much more than that, but it's nothing to sneeze at. Here's how that shakes out. So there will be $20 billion allocated that goes to COVID relief for their communities. You'll remember that indigenous populations face some of the highest rates of COVID over last summer, with the Navajo Nation bearing the brunt of America's crisis for most of July. Uh, then there's $6 billion for health care a major investment, $1.25 billion for housing, which many blame for the uncontrollable spread of COVID as multiple generations had to live and work together under the same roof. There's another $1.1 billion for the Bureau of Indian Affairs and so much more. Yeah, it is a lot of stuff. And in other disenfranchised communities seeing relief in this bill, there's also money for Black, Latino, and other farmers of color. That's right. They didn't forget about us. All right. So there's a cool $5 billion. Uh, and that addition is actually thanks to Reverend Raphael Warnock of Georgia, who pushed for that specified relief. And this is just, you know, righting the wrongs of exclusionary practices that made it nearly impossible for farmers of color to own or pass down land going all the way back to the early 1900s. Back then, around 14% of farmers were black compared to 2% today. And that money will go towards forgiving those debts. And speaking of debt forgiveness, Senators Elizabeth Warren and Bob Menendez added a second that makes any student loan forgiveness tax-free, meaning if Biden actually does cancel any amount of student loan debt, it won't come with an added cost to do so. Yes, so cancel away. And there yeah, are a lot of improvements uh, to the ACA as well. Can we talk about that too? Sure. So basically, the bill increases insurance subsidies, which means 14 million Americans will be able to pay less for their health insurance. Health insurance premiums will be capped at 8% of income, which is big anytime, but also the pandemic has pushed a lot of people into poverty. So this is necessary to keep the most vulnerable among us covered. Now, the catch with this, just like the child tax credits, is that the benefits are temporary. The hope is to make it a permanent fixture later on, but there really isn't a guarantee. Uh, there's a lot more in the bill that we don't have time to get to today, including money for child care providers to the tune of $39 billion. So mm. if you're still sore about these inadequate stimmy checks, I feel you. But know that this is not a net loss. All right. Progress is sometimes incremental. And this is a huge increment. But that's latest for now. It's Wednesday Wad Squad, and for today's Tim Check, we've got a White House pup date. Biden's mm. German Shepherds champ and Major were sent home to Delaware late Monday night after the younger one, Major, bit a Secret Service agent. The agent's injury was later described as, quote, extremely minor with no skin mm. puncture or bleeding, but not before a reporter asked this question at a press briefing. Can you confirm that it was a Secret Service member who was bitten? And can you also reassure the public that Major Biden will not be euthanized as a result of this? <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, so <laughs> I am in awe of this man's mind. Uh, but according to Press Secretary Jinsaki, Champ and Major will be back at the White House soon. So Giddy, my question for you. Does America need to cut these dogs some slack? I think so. And I think this is all some scheme mm -hmm. by this cat. Wherever this cat <laughs> is at, it Good is point. up to this uh, cat doing some of this stuff. Like maybe this was... Uh, collusion type situation with the yeah, Secret Service agent. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. So um, listen, I think everybody deserves their day in court and that applies mm -hmm. to Major as well. So, you know, mm -hmm. I hope I hope we get to hear his side. That's all. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And also, I mean, I'm pretty sure like the Secret Service agent isn't calling for <laughs> euthanized. So like what really gives, dude? Like, why would you even ask that? 
Yeah, it's a pretty big jump to say like they're in timeout temporarily to like kill that dog. Kill yeah, like now. tell America you're not gonna murder that dog. No one said that. You said that. What are you talking about? Yeah, I I'm I mean I'm glad the answer is not <laughs> endorsement of dog euthanasia. That that yeah, helps wow. uh, <laughs> put put my mind. Low bar, low bit. bar. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how are you feeling about this? How, uh, should Champion Major be given a little bit of leeway here? I think definitely. I mean, first of all, these are animals. And I think that mm-hmm. people tend to forget that dogs are animals because they're like, they're part of my family. Yeah, you have an animal in your family. Like, dogs have <laughs> teeth. They might bite you. Also, these are German Shepherds that are rescues. Like, we don't know the situation. Perhaps somebody didn't know how to approach the dogs. You know, mm-hmm. it's just very insane to me <laughs> that that would be the thing. Like... Fauci has absolutely, he's never bit me, but like he has like jumped at me before. And mm-hmm. I've never thought like, well, that's the end of Fauci. Like, <laughs> let's just, <laughs> you know, put him in a bag or something. Like, what are you talking about? Where it, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's a very insane question. And also I think that these dogs are innocent. They're dogs, right? They were probably playing or they were scared. They didn't know. I don't think that they're malicious. They're not like out to get blood. So that entire narrative just seems like a lot of bored people since Trump's idiocy is no longer the main story. I yeah, and I will say, you know, if we're really splitting hairs about the offenses that happened here, I think um, if if I'm not mistaken, this is the same dog that broke the president's foot. That's so true. wouldn't wouldn't that have been if you're really yeah, gonna say like thing, right. <laughs> time for discipline school, like tripping almost tripping the guy who is near eighty, pushing eighty, I feel like yeah. is and more the of a dangerous of the free world. Seems <laughs> right. <like. laughs> yeah, totally. And I, I just need to, the press to like chill out, all right? This isn't like these are Secret Service members. I'm pretty sure they're trained to like take a bullet. I don't think that they're like worried about getting like grazed by a dog's tooth. But just like that, we've checked our temps. Stay safe. Put some respect on Major's name. He's just doing his best. And we'll be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm-hmm. doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, books, promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? 
This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. There's some updates on the state of the military coup in Myanmar. The military government is cracking down on any media coverage of the mass protests nationwide. Authorities have been conducting raids on major news media offices in the country, seizing their computers and equipment. Before that, five local outlets were stripped of their licenses and banned from broadcasting or providing any information about the protests on any media platform. Over 30 journalists and media executives have been detained since the beginning of last month. Also yesterday, a second official from Aung San Suu Kyi's League for Democracy Party died in custody after he was arrested this week. Human Rights Watch said there was evidence of torture involved in his death, opening questions of how the military is handling its political detainees. Despite the escalating crackdown, widespread protests are still happening every day in defiance of curfews and new laws. The COVID-19 variant from South Africa was detected in a state prison in Colorado, making it the first known case of the variant in a U.S. correctional facility. Two staff members and one inmate were infected with the variant at the Buena Vista Correctional Complex. Officials are worried this might prompt new outbreaks and reinfections in a facility where 60% of inmates have already been infected by the original virus. Studies have shown that inmates are way more likely to get infected and potentially die from COVID-19 compared to the general public, yet only a small percentage of inmates across the country have been vaccinated. Some States like Tennessee have just started expanding their eligibility to include inmates who are at high risk for getting COVID. The state just ordered over 2,000 doses for inmates who are older or have pre-existing health conditions. At What A Day, we are all about representation of hard-partying animals in media, which is why we are excited about a movie that was announced in Deadline yesterday. It is Mm -hmm. called Cocaine Bear, and it's set to be directed by Pitch Perfect's Elizabeth Banks and produced by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. The movie is based on the true story of a black bear in Kentucky that ate a duffel bag containing 70 pounds of cocaine in 1985. If you are not up to date on drug-to-dollar conversions, that is about $15 million worth. And this is why bears aren't allowed at Burning Man. They are notoriously bad at sharing their sashes. Also, only a few of them can ride bicycles. That's an impediment, too. Uh, Sadly, the real bear overdosed because he was probably $1 or $2 million over his personal limit. Banks' movie is being described as a character-driven thriller, and producers hope to start shooting this summer. 
I also hope to start shooting part of it this summer, please. <laughs> Reach out, Elizabeth. All right. Um, British media is already course correcting after Harry and Meghan's Oprah interview by first getting rid of volunteer monarchy defender and freak for getting ratioed Pierce Morgan. <laughs> in response to Harry and Meghan's statements about racism in the royal family, Morgan described the interview as a, quote, two-hour trash-a-thon. He also said he didn't believe Markle's claim that her treatment by the press led her to contemplate suicide. When one of Morgan's co-hosts on Good Morning Britain questioned his long-running, one-sided Markle feud, he stormed off the set. Hours mm-hmm. later, Morgan's network said he had resigned, meaning women will have to find a different large-headed TV man to tell them how to exist on the planet. <laughs> Buckingham Palace released its own statement in response to the Harry and Meghan interview yesterday, saying, quote, the issues raised, particularly of race, are concerning. Yep. Gonna need to reread that statement to find the part where it says we are sorry. Anyway, Oprah is officially the Queen of England until further notice. Everyone there, congratulations on getting a new car. Yeah, they don't call it own for nothing. And those (laughs) are the headlines. One last thing before we go this week on Pod Save the World, Tommy and Ben are joined by Veronica Gago, an Argentinian activist who launched a feminist movement against gender-based violence. Yeah, check out the interview and subscribe to Pod Save the World wherever you get your podcasts. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, stay in school if you are a bear, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just royal non-apologies like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And And lay lay off Major Major Biden. Biden. It's not his fault. And it's weird that everybody's making it about him and his temperament. Okay? He's a dog. Leave him alone. I would personally like Oprah to sit him down and get the truth out. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot more to the story. What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tan is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Katie Long, Akila Hughes, and me. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. I'm Oren Siegel, and I've been fighting extremism, anti-Semitism, and hate for more than 20 years. You should subscribe to our podcast, Extremely, to get a unique perspective on the daily work and the people who have dedicated their lives to exposing, fighting, and disrupting extremism, anti-Semitism, and all forms of hate. We bring you the stories of people and communities not only impacted by hate, but who offer new perspectives and ways to push back. You can find Extremely wherever you listen to podcasts.